All right, we're back again. I apologize, everybody. Uh, we just keep somebody really doesn't want this show to go on. I'm thinking <laughs> for some reason. Uh, all right, let's see if I can get Stephanie in here now. Do I do this? Oh, there you are. Oh. I got you. Yep, you're in there. You got me. I'm yep. here. You're in. You're in. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Holy cow, that was hard. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, this is this is uh, any time that we do a show where. We're 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 giving some really. Uh, <laughs> uh, we always seem to have this mysterious bug pop into our. Uh, oh gosh, you kept hanging up on me. I don't know. It was yeah, weird. I mean it 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 just killed. I, I lost everything. The whole board went blank, and I'm like, Oh really? Oh my uh, god. Well, this was a real lesson for me. I told you I was worried about it. I guess I had a reason to be. <laughs> no, you know, it's just like I said. I mean, as soon as we uh, as soon as we we're uh, trying to give some truth there. Uh, let's hope it stays now. I'm afraid it's going to disappear any time, but let's, let's see what happens. Hey, Mary. Oh, there's, okay, we're hey, back. Uh, uh, these people trying to cancel us out. Yeah, they, just, maybe so. <laughs> they, they just erase uh, Bravo complete account, so he won't be on the show until maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Really? Bravo's yeah. They, Stephanie, how you doing? Okay. I'm doing fine, thank you. A little stressed uh, right now, but <laughs> I guess we should have named you our secret weapon. And I know they're trying to prevent from you to come in here and educate us a little bit. All right, Goose. Let me uh, let me just I'll, I'll go back again. Just introduce everybody. This is Dr. Stephanie Stenep. She is a senior research scientist at MIT, um, and we are going to just get right into it because I don't want anything else to happen. <laughs> okay, so, sounds uh, good. We better right. we better hurry before they take us down again. <laughs> Why don't you uh, go ahead and um, give everybody a little background on you? And uh... okay, sure. Yeah, I'm a, as you said, I'm a senior research scientist at MIT. I've been at MIT all my life. All my education was there, starting with undergraduate in biology and then graduate degrees, BS, M, MS, in, and um, electrical engineering. Did, PhD in electrical engineering and computer science. I have a kind of a broad background in biology, electrical engineering, and computer science. And um, I got interested in in back. I, I did a lot of work in developing uh, systems that would um, allow people to communicate with computers using natural speech. So things that were precursors to Siri and Amazon Echo. So. Um, we were the first, we were pioneers in that space way back when, like 1980s, 1990s. Um, but I switched over to uh, medicine and biology and toxic chemicals in the environment around 2007, 2008 timeframe. So for 12, 13 years, I've been studying uh, environmental toxicity and its relationship with human disease and particularly looking at autism. I was very, very concerned. I still am about the autism epidemic. That was what was centering my research. Um, I wrote, a, I published a book, uh, which was published in May of this year on the chemical glyphosate. And I don't know how many in your audience know what glyphosate is, but that is the active ingredient in Roundup, which is used, uh, people use it to kill the dandelions in their yard, but it's extensively used in the food uh, supply, especially on the GMO Roundup ready crops that are resistant to Roundup. Mm -hmm. So glyphosate is supposed to be safe for humans, but it's not. And my book explains why. And I think that glyphosate is a primary cause of the epidemic in autism, and not only autism, but also diabetes and obesity and Alzheimer's and various cancers like pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, liver disease, kidney disease, uh, many uh, conditions that, we're, uh, that are epidemic uh, today in Western societies. 
I believe glyphosate is a major player in those epidemics. And I also think glyphosate is a major cause of the epidemic of the problems that we see with COVID-19. I think the disease would be much milder if we were not being chronically poisoned with glyphosate. Hmm. All right. Um, I had some, I, I know we're, I really want to get into this, um, the, the vaccines and stuff. Uh, totally. I, I just, so do I. <laughs> That's been my new passion. <laughs> I've listened to uh, a couple of your interviews. I saw your interview on uh, Fox News, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I've listened to a couple of your other ones that you've had uh, through the years. Um, now, uh, I mean, we always have the discussion on here about what the what the vaccine and 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 we always say, you know, that it's bad, <laughs> you know, yeah. none of us, I'm all, well, I can't say none of us, a uh, goose took the vaccine. <laughs> uh, Bravo. Most and I, yeah. yeah, we haven't taken it. Good uh, for you. Nor have I. So, and I uh, won't, I mean, I'll, I'll go to jail if I have to, but I'm not getting the vaccine. I think yeah. they're extremely toxic. Um, now I was, I found it interesting. Um, you were talking about on, on the Fox one, I believe you were talking about um, the vaccine and effects on children. Yeah, well, that was the topic that was there. Should children get the vaccine? And I think absolutely not. I think it's insane because they don't have a risk with COVID-19. They generally have very mild cases, extremely low death rate, uh, probably milder than flu for them. And there's just no reason for them to get the vaccine against COVID-19. You know, I was... yet it's risky, you know, because of all these issues that I'm researching. Yeah, I mean, I, I know. It, it, so it concerns you like it does us that they're pushing this. I mean, they just... They just approved, I think Pfizer just approved for for five and under or something. I uh, saw that last night on the news. I broke my heart. Six, yeah. six months old. I mean, it's just insane. And they admitted in the news item that they didn't show that it actually did anything good for the kids over three. So I don't know what's with that. It's like, okay, it doesn't really work, but no matter, let's go inject them anyway. I mean, how can they be so eager to inject poisons into children? I do not understand. Well, I, I find it, I mean, and we say the same thing, is, is how they're so eager to inject everybody. I mean, when in history have you had uh, a vaccine that was mandatory, basically? They mandate it for people to take it and force them. Yeah, right. There's nothing that's mandated for me before, ever. And I have not gotten a vaccine in decades. I think the last vaccine I got, I was six years old. And I haven't had any, you know, they've pressured me to get the flu shot, but I always say no. Oh, yeah, I always say no, too. <laughs> I, I won't take that either. Um, now, I did read, I was reading something uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, something about the vaccine. I don't know. It says, any. I, I read anyone over 60 years of age who gets the vaccine during the first, during the first 14 days of their first injection, the, yes. death, the deaths are 15 times higher than those who are not vaccinated. I've been seeing stuff like that, too. I've been seeing plots on the web that are showing increased death rate uh, at certain age groups exactly at the time when they roll out the vaccine. So I think that, you know, it's vaccine injury is certainly very real with these vaccines. I've been looking at the vaccine adverse event reporting system, which is put out by the FDA. I've studied that database in the past for other vaccines because of my interest in autism. And I'm familiar with it. And this, the, uh, the events that are showing up with the COVID-19 vaccines are out of sight. I mean, there's so much, there's all kinds of weird stuff that almost never shows up with the other vaccines. And, and then the things that do show up are like hugely more common with these COVID vaccines. They're much more toxic. I think they're at least an order of magnitude more toxic, it seems to me, from the data that I'm seeing in the various database. And of course, also from uh, stories that I'm seeing on the web that are being heavily suppressed. But, you know, you see... Uh, 
uh, situations where people have severe neurological damage from these vaccines. Um, it just, you know, if it can do it to even one person, you have to wonder uh, what is it doing to everybody else, right? Because a lot of these neurodegenerative diseases take a long time to develop. You know, they go, you go on for years uh, with your, um, your system getting slowly worse, you know, with something like Alzheimer's, you develop all this plaque in your brain and eventually you get to some point where you start to see symptoms. It's a slow process over many decades, but I think these vaccines are going to accelerate that process. So even if someone doesn't see any immediate effect of the vaccine, I don't think that means that they're home free. I think they're going to, you know, get something like Parkinson's disease earlier than they would have otherwise gotten it, that kind of thing. Wow. Uh, will happen with the people who are being exposed to this this toxic um, soup. Yeah. Uh, hey, Goose, are you there? I'm muted. Well, maybe it's muted. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll, I yeah, I can unmute him. So I don't know. Maybe he muted himself. Um, so let me see what other question I had for you. Now, I believe now, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, you probably know if, whether this is true or not. But I believe that the vaccinated people, I, I think these injections are, are what I think the vaccinated people are the ones who are infecting the unvaccinated people. I know I've heard stories and I, I have friends who have, who have uh, experienced it um, firsthand where like, uh, um, you know, a young woman who's not vaccinated goes camping with a group of women who are, and then suddenly a, a period comes when it shouldn't. I mean, they've, they've been highly regular and then all of a sudden they're not this kind of thing disrupting the, um, you know, the hormonal system. And, and there are studies that show that there was a study from Pfizer's that was written in Japanese. I don't know if you remember that circulating on the web where they showed that the, the, the vaccine messenger RNA in the vaccine goes from the muscle, uh, you know, goes to other places. And the two organs that showed up with the highest amounts in the females were the spleen and the, and the ovaries. And so um, if, that, if that messenger RNA is going into the ovaries, that's going to cause inflammation in the ovaries, and that cannot be good for reproduction. Yeah. Um, even though they're telling, you know, they're saying, oh, it's safe for pregnant women. I know. They're saying, go ahead and get it when you're pregnant. Go ahead yeah. and get it when you're nursing. And there's some cases in VARES. There's very few, but there are a few cases in VARES that are quite shocking where there was one with a six-month-old child whose mother was nursing her, him. I think it was a boy. I'm not sure. And... Um, and the mother got the vaccine, and then the child got really sick and died after the mother got the vaccine from whatever was in the breast milk. And I suspect that it was these nanoparticles, these exosomes that are being spit out by the immune cells once they start making spike protein. They take in that messenger RNA, and, they're, and they can't stop themselves from making lots of spike protein. Spike protein is toxic. So they now, end up releasing it as these exosomes, and they're going to go into the breast milk. You know. Yeah. Now the spike, the spike when they when they're talking about um, the the vaccinated people shedding. Now, yes. Uh huh. Is that what they're talking about? The I think so. Well, I my interpretation of shedding, and I I don't know that I've heard anyone else say that. This was my own, you know, as I thought about what might be causing it. At first, of course, I was like, no, that's nonsense. I must be conspiracy theory. You know, how could that be? But then I sort of said, well, if it is true, then how would it happen? And my thinking is that those exosomes, because I've t written about that in my papers and I've talked about it in some of my uh, interactions, um, that the immune cells uh, carry the uh, messenger RNA into the spleen 
And in the spleen, they make lots and lots of spike protein because they can't stop themselves from doing that the way it's engineered. And then they release these exosomes, which are these little lipid nanoparticles. They release them out into the, uh, in, into the external space, and then they travel uh, everywhere. You know, they can really go everywhere in the body from there, uh, including to the lungs. They could be, you know, coughed up from the lungs, or they could probably shed through the skin, or as I said, get into the breast milk. I would expect that, you know. I mean, it's been shown that exosomes do show up, uh, for example, from the lungs. And so um, it wasn't exosomes containing spike protein because these studies were done before this, these vaccines existed. But then there's also studies that show that these vaccines cause human cells to release exosomes. So I basically pieced together a bunch of different studies that are peer-reviewed research, you know, from the literature and uh, tell the story of what I think is happening. And I feel like it's very strong evidence that a lot of those exosomes are making their way to the brain along the vagus nerve. This is what I think is happening. Traveling, exosomes travel very well along nerve fibers. So they're going uh, up from the spleen up to the brain, and then they're basically infecting all these nerve fibers, all the nerves in the head. <clears throat> you're getting um, the auditory nerve, you get tinnitus, there's huge numbers of hits of tinnitus following these vaccines, which is you know, ringing in the ears. And then um, facial, you know, Bell's palsy, which is facial paralysis from the facial nerve and then migraine headache from the trigeminal nerve, and then olfactory. I mean, there's a huge hit on uh, loss of sense of smell. Just as you get from the virus, you also get it from the vaccine. Many, many hits, loss of sense of smell. Very unusual. It doesn't show up in other vaccines. But that's because it's inflaming the olfactory nerve. And the fact that you're getting something in the arm, and then somehow that's making it all the way to the olfactory nerve, you have to think about that spreading throughout your body, you know? The right. toxic spike protein. Um, Mari, can you hear me? I don't know why I can't hear Goose. You can't hear me? Okay. Is that you, Goose? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I got you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know because they, they're messing with us, but Mari, I, I would like to ask a question to the doctor. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, doctor, uh, I want to know about the very, very unintended consequences of the vaccines and the government forcing people to take this thing. Most, most important for me, my kids. Now, there is a lot of people seems to be this way now that they don't want to take any vaccine whatsoever because they don't trust the government anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, the hepatitis B, the hair, the polio, the the other vaccine that the kid supposed to take. Now yes. we facing that issue. Now, well, by the way you are talking, it sounds like we really are very messed up, and almost ninety some percent of our country took the vaccine. So, can we reverse this effect, or how are we gonna fix? Right. That's an excellent question. How are we going to recover if we've had the vaccine, right? Those people who have been uh, hit by it, especially the ones that are experiencing a lot of symptoms, how can they, um, how can they fix the problem? And that's an unknown. I mean, I know I have friends who are, you know, naturopaths and um, um, 
alternative medicine specialists, I should say, you know, um, who are trying to figure out how to treat uh, the, the symptoms that these people are experiencing. And a lot of them are sort of treating it as if it's long haul COVID. I'm sure you know about long haul COVID. Yes. Where people don't quite what? recover from the- 90 disease. days forever. Yeah, they continue to be fatigued yes. and they have um, a lot of uh, issues. Um, after even lose a sense of smell, it doesn't come back. I mean, there's a lot of issues that can happen with um, COVID. And so these same issues can happen with the vaccine. And, um, and how to treat that is something that people are trying to figure out right now that the doctors don't know. I mean, one thing I believe is that you need to be able to um, clear the spike protein because if it's, if it's sticking around, it could be because your, um, your body is not good at clearing um, toxic proteins. So it, it, that there's a defect in the ability to break it down. You know, that's what you need to do. You need to break it down and remove it. And one thing that I mentioned glyphosate earlier, glyphosate has, um, I believe it disrupts the body's ability to um, break down uh, debris. And so these spike proteins are like debris. They're poison. You need to get rid of it. If you can break it down into individual amino acids, you can then use those amino acids to make something else. But if your system that breaks down proteins is not working well, then the spike protein sticks around. You have to stick it into those exosomes to try to distribute it over the body and let some other cell deal with it. You know, your whole body's trying to get rid of this spike protein, but it's not working very well. So uh, the thing would be then to stay healthy, to, to live a very healthy lifestyle so that you will improve your ability to break it down. And that includes eating a certified organic diet. So eating only foods that have been labeled as certified organic, eating whole foods, not eating a lot of processed foods, getting out in the sunlight without sunscreen and without sunglasses. I am a great believer in the sunlight. Boost your vitamin D, but there are other things as well that are beneficial from the D, D vitamin, yeah. Doctor, but the, the way, uh, I mean, these people, I mean, do you believe that this was created by mankind? Yes, He's that's virus. an excellent question. That was one. There were so many. It's been an exciting two years, you know, and for someone who likes to have answers, it's quite frustrating when you see all this controversy and people saying one thing and other people saying something completely different. And, and you really want to know what is the truth. And it's quite hard to find that out because, um, because there's so much disinformation. A lot of that disinformation, I think, is coming from the mainstream, you know. They, they say we're the ones who are saying, uh, to, who are speaking falsehoods, but I think a lot of what they say is not true and in particular it's quite interesting with respect to this virus to to see what it is and and to puzzle on how it could have come out of nature and then to look at the evidence that it might have come out of a lab and it feels to me like the evidence that it comes out of that lab in Wuhan is much stronger than the evidence that it evolved naturally out of some other yes version absolutely seems much stronger to me so you think it they got out of hand they create these two yes to cause panic and a, like a small pandemic, but it got out of hand that now they can't control it. Yeah, no, I don't know, you know, exactly how it escaped or why it escaped. You know, did somebody actually intentionally release it? I would be very surprised, but I, I've been surprised before. Um, my guess <laughs> is that it was, they were doing, they were developing something. It's that called that gain of function. You've heard about that gain of function. Research, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was banned, you know, here. And then they took it offshore so that Fauci was in the middle of all that. Have you read uh, Bobby Kennedy's book, um, The Real Anthony Fauci? Excellent book. I read the whole thing. It's quite, quite remarkable. And he has lots and lots of references. It's very well backed up with what he says. I feel 
uh, a lot of truth in it, and it really reveals um, Fauci's real character. And the whole history, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there on AIDS and how, how Fauci uh, dealt with the AIDS epidemic. And, and it's kind of a similar story all over again. You know, it's just really, really strange what's going on right now. I think they might have been developing these um, unusual viruses to just try to understand about the viruses and how they work, or maybe to try to figure out how you might design something that could combat it. I don't know what it was they were trying to do or whether they were actually trying to produce a very toxic virus. That seems unbelievable to me, but you know, that would be military warfare, right? I mean, it's just hard it's to know what, what uh, they were Amazing. Uh, I know you, you say you spent like f so many decades in uh, uh, MIT, that I'm right? Yes, I'm, I, my whole adult life. Um, so it was, was this, this guy that was in MIT, and I forgot his name. I know he wrote about depopulation and how we can control population. And a guy was from MIT. I forgot his name. It's not. I don't know if you're thinking of Noam Chomsky. He's done a lot of political stuff, but I don't it know was, if he spoke specifically about that. Yeah, he, he. It was like two years ago. I forgot his name. I was looking for his name a few minutes ago. I couldn't find yeah, it. I didn't but, know of anyone in, at MIT connected with it. This concept of was he I think it was 1992. He's saying that uh, how we should be controlling the population, and he talked about like a pandemic. Uh-huh. And yeah, how to get... would be a good way to control the population, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's really pretty wild. Well, I know that, you know, Bill Gates has been interested in birth control, and he's certainly been shown concern about um, there are too many humans. I mean, a lot of people could agree with that, right? There are a lot of us, and we are kind of overwhelming the earth. And so exactly how would you go about making us fewer? And uh, I think, you know, I wonder to what extent, um, you know, the vaccine agenda uh, has to do with depopulation because there's certainly other vaccines. HPV is one that I'm very concerned about. That's the Gardasil vaccine that they're giving yes. to teenage girls. Yes. That one's got a lot of evidence of damage to the uh, reproductive system. And uh, and you wonder whether, you know, I, I wish I knew. It's hard to believe these people could really want to do this, to basically deceive us, you know, end up uh, causing infertility. Well, I don't think it's mandatory. It's not in our state. I don't think it's mandatory. Yeah, but I mean, kids are, you know, they're really encouraging young women to get it. And it feels really strange to me because it's a disease they won't be getting until they're 60 if they get it at all. They have no proof that the vaccine actually protects them from the disease. I don't understand why so many people are eager and excited about these vaccines and want their children to get them. Even the COVID vaccine. Yes. You know, there are parents who are like, oh, so glad that their child can get this vaccine. It puzzles me that these people are not worried about the possible toxicity. And partly that's because the news is being controlled, right? And the media, mainstream media, the whole message is these vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, over and thank, over. Right? Thank you. I mean, you hit it right in the, in the head is the communication part. Uh, this is how there's people driving or driving all this crazy stuff. And, and they control everything. That's what they couldn't do decades ago. Now they're doing it with the media. So yes. how can we reverse like that mentality now that people are getting? I mean, how can we do start, I mean, educating our parents to make sure that they get the right vaccine for our kids, not to just make the decision based 
and what just happened with this pandemic. It's going to be hard now. People don't want to be really doing is. anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I'm not sure that um, the whole vaccine agenda may not be all that great, you know, compared to what we think it is. We think that the vaccines are saving us from a great number of diseases. But actually, when you reach, you know, I've read some a lot of books on the vaccines. And Suzanne Humphreys is one. She wrote a book called Dissolving Illusions, which I highly recommend. I read that book. And it goes back into the whole history of the vaccines, back to the very beginning, the 1700s. And you see that, I mean, there was always a lot of resistance, you know, when they were rolled out. And, um, and that resistance was suppressed. And, uh, and, you know, you can tell the story in such a way that you convince people that these vaccines are fantastic and there's no way you could live without them. But humans lived without vaccines, you know, all the way up to 17, uh, ever, you know, from the beginning of time until 300 years ago, there were no vaccines. And humans got along just fine, really. I mean, I think there certainly is, there certainly are infectious diseases and they do harm and they do kill. But, you know, the vaccines are causing a great deal. I think they're causing a great deal of damage to the children. And that's coming out. Other vaccines as well. I think these COVID-19 vaccines are far worse than the other vaccines. But I think there's many questions about many of the vaccines, whether they're really worthwhile or not. What do you think about the flu shot now? What do you recommend with the flu shot? I have never gotten a flu shot. I never would. I think it weakens your innate immunity. I think every time you get a flu shot, um, you know, it's always specific to certain strains, and often they get it wrong. And they probably <laughs> get it wrong more when there's more people getting it because you drive away the one that it works on, and that allows the other strains to, to flourish. So you're basically, it's a cat and mouse game, and you don't win, you know? And I think the flu shot is actually harming your general immunity. You want to be robust against all disease. And the way you achieve that is by living a healthy lifestyle. I think that's the most important thing to fight infectious disease is to live a healthy lifestyle so that your immune system, your innate immune system is strong, not so much antibodies. You know, we're all hung up on antibodies, but you don't need antibodies if your immune system is strong. It can fight the virus all by itself without the antibodies. That I agree with too. I mean, I I think, you know, I I think our bodies are designed, you know, uh, to, to fight things off to some extent. I mean, you know, I mean now whether or not thing is, was released and, you know, and they made it where, (laughs) you know, to make it harder for your body to, to fight it off. You know, I don't know. Hey, now I did read something that you said that, uh, you believe that the vaccines are, uh, actually changing or modifying the DNA of people taking it. Well, yes, that's a good question. It's not, again, that's not clear, but there is certainly scientific evidence to support that it could. And we talked about that in the paper that I wrote with Dr. Greg Nye. We, we published a paper, peer-reviewed paper, called Worse Than the Disease? Question mark: Some Possible Unintended Consequences of the mRNA Vaccines Against COVID-19. That was a long paper with many references. And in that paper, we talked about um, this idea that um, it's possible. It's certainly possible that the messenger RNA can get converted to DNA, um, and in fact, I, we found a paper from 2010 that was on sperm. It was a fascinating paper that explained, showed how sperm could take up foreign messenger RNA, which is what this is, and they could convert it into DNA, and then they could make little plasmids containing that DNA. These are little pellets, like, that they would release at the time of fertilization, and all the sperm would release these, these plasmids, and then the fertilized egg would take them up, and then the fertilized egg would can carry those plasmids through the fetus and up to birth and on beyond 
all the way to the next generation, that that person would have these DNA plasmids that are capable of reproducing themselves, so making more, and also producing uh, prion protein, producing the protein that they that they contain. So when, if you have these messenger RNA vaccines and the mRNA is taken up by sperm and that sperm converts it to DNA, makes the plasmid, releases that at the fer- time of fertilization, that child can be born able to make spike protein from those plasmids for the rest of its life. So I, that's possible. That's theoretically possible. Whether it actually happens in, in real life, I don't know. Um. I was going to ask you something while you were talking. I was thinking it. Um, so, not to I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like conspiracy theory or anything. But you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's you just wonder. They know these vaccines aren't good for you. You know, uh, from everything that we're reading and and you know wh- where you can get the truth. You know what I mean? I mean right. they're hiding so much. But you, you know, you you wonder what the agenda is. I mean, right? I mean, what the long-term effects? And that's prob- that's one of the biggest reasons that I didn't take the vaccine was because mm-hmm. nobody can tell you what the long-term effects are going to be and, and, and why you know, they're so determined to get you to take them. It feels suspicious, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's I mean, so strange they're, to me they're, how they're so they're holding it. You know, as a you know, hey, you want to work, you need it. You yeah, know, you I don't it. understand that. How they got so uh, belligerent about it, you know, that you have to get this vaccine or else you're going to lose your job. I mean, that is really, I'm so. Maybe they got scared, doctor. I mean, a lot of these people are. What is your. your, With all you know about the vaccine and the things that are in it, and what what advice do you have for somebody who's saying, oh, well, they're on the fence about thinking of taking the vaccine? Well, obviously, I would recommend against it. I mean, I think that, you know, the disease is dangerous. And that's and they've certainly made us very afraid of the disease, you know, with all the propaganda, all that they've said about how awful the disease is. And it's very clear people are dying from it. There's no question, right? People are dying from COVID-19. So you're sort of balancing one really uh, risky thing against another really risky thing. And so how do you judge which one is worse? A a lot of uh, the mainstream will say, what they'll say is that it's obvious that the disease is far worse than the vaccine. It's obvious. And therefore, what well, the that's... vaccine might do, it's not as much as what the disease would do. That's what they're arguing, right? And I... then if you don't believe that way, then you're just an idiot and you should just shut up and take the vaccine. That's basically what they're saying, right? Well, right. doctor, yeah. one, one thing that, um, I mean, we heard, we heard a lot of good doctors, too, recommending for us to take the vaccine, like they went from Fox News, you know? Mm-hmm. Dr. Siegel. And and I took the vaccine and I got sick. And I, I was sick maybe four days. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just tell myself, I wish I didn't take the vaccine to see the rear effect. So maybe the vaccine helped me out, maybe not. But I mean, we got people in different sides of the fence. Some people good, with good reputation telling us to take the vaccine. Right. But some other people are not. I think the problem is our government that we can't trust them. We, we have to be able to have the right to decide for ourselves. Thank you. And and that's what was going to be my next point. If you force people to take something that they don't want to into the body, that's going to change everything. It's going to be, you know, a no-go. I mean, and I took the vaccine and, uh, well, I did good when I got COVID. 
but other people, I mean, we got people dying. I mean, even with the vaccine. So right, you mean dying from COVID even after the yes, vaccine. Yes, yes. That's really shocking, isn't it? Because they keep saying it's making your disease milder. And I believe it is on average. I think that's true. But you don't know how long that's going to last either. The other thing is that you, know, you talk about safe and you talk about effective. And the vaccine, I think they're right that the vaccine is effective, certainly at that moment, after the second shot, after two weeks. You know, you've got lots of antibodies because it makes those antibodies really well. It, it, Doctor, but there are people still getting sick, like in Israel. They got the four I know. vaccine and they're Thank getting hundred. that up. Yeah, 100,000 people sick. Now, the mortality is low, but people are still getting sick. So the, I guess they need to stop promoting that you're not going to get sick because right. you are going to get sick. They used to say it was going to protect you from the disease and protect you from spreading the disease. And now they know they can't say that anymore. They can only say it can make your disease milder. And even that is, is questionable, especially over time. Because, again, just like the flu shot, I think it, it's hurting some part of your immune system while at the same time helping you with those antibodies. So there's a trade-off, you know? And, and how do you measure um, the good part versus the bad part to decide which way to go? That's what's hard. And, and you need science to do that. And we don't have enough science in place yet to make that decision confidently, you know? Well, you're gonna have to wait 52 years or 54 years before you find the real results of all these vaccines. Right. Do you think that Dr. Fossey should be behind Bart right now? I, <laughs> I definitely don't uh, like his uh, him. I don't like him. I don't like what he's doing. So, and I haven't, judging from the book uh, by Bobby Kennedy, he seems like really quite a, um, I, I would like to use the word despicable, but I guess that might be too strong. <laughs> you know, he's got a lot of flaws um, and he's a, and his agenda is not, um, he's not right. You know, he needs to change um, his outlook on what our goals should be. Let me, let me ask you something. Now, you know, there's been talk that, you know, um, some some of these shots weren't the real dose. You know what I mean? Like some were. Right. Yes. Not. What is your opinion on that? Well, that's interesting, too. And again, you know, you read, <laughs> you struggle to figure out what the truth is with all this stuff that comes at you. And, um, and it, it does look to me like uh, it is unusual with these vaccines that there's a tremendous variance in the different lot numbers as far as one might be really bad and then another one, like many of the deaths are associated with the same lot number. So it looks like there's um, irregularities in the, in the production line so that you might have one manufacturing plant that is somehow doing something wrong, perhaps. You know, whether they, some, some people have suggested that they have intentionally rolled out different, you know, degrees of different versions of the vaccine because they're trying to do an experiment in the background to figure out what the right dose is because they had to rush it to market. So they don't really know really what is the best dosage, right, to trade off between effectiveness and toxicity. And so it's conceivable, although it seems really outrageous to me that they might be playing around with different, different um, versions of the vaccine that have differing amounts of the RNA or differing amounts of the PEG, you know, just manipulating, um, trying out different forms of the vaccine to figure out what the best one is. That's possible. And the other possibility is that they just have manufacturing plants that are not up to speed, that don't really have the competence to go through the process correctly. Because you could have, you know, it seems pretty tricky to me. These things are... You know, a certain it's a particular messenger RNA 
molecule that needs to be intact, but they break down really easily. They've done a lot of, they've put a lot of stuff into the vaccine to keep them from breaking down. But maybe that process isn't working properly in some of the cases. So you have maybe various versions of RNA that broke down in part, like they lost the end part, so that you make a short spike protein that isn't complete. What would happen is you'd make a lot of spike proteins that are incomplete. They don't have their end. And that end is what makes the spike protein go to the membrane. So if that part's missing, the spike protein would more easily go into the nucleus. And there's studies that show that in the nucleus, the spike protein causes DNA damage. There's a study, a really interesting study that talked about that. So whether, and then of course also this temperature issue, right? Having to keep it really cold and, and then thawing it out. And then how long can you keep it thawed out before it falls apart? And exactly what happens when it falls apart? Yeah. We don't know. There's so much that we don't know. Or the delivery I, system or the vaccine. Yeah, the whole process of manufacturing it and shipping it, making, keeping it cold, thawing it out, and maybe keeping it around for a few days. What happens? Does it start breaking apart? I mean, we just, there's so many things we don't know. It's, it's, um, it's really scary because it is such an unusual um, technology, with, which is mucking with DNA. You know, it's really mucking with life. It's really, when you're talking about RNA molecules that are, equipped to make protein that's pretty strange to give you know to inject something like that into your body doctor what about what about the uh, i have a question here for, by somebody say they want to know the cause of blood cloth in the in, in the blood when they put the vaccine do did they do anything to the blood i mean yes it yes. works as a thinner or how it works yeah that's something we've written about in our papers and i think and we're trying i'm trying to figure it out myself but it looks like um, the spike protein is binding to the platelets and causing them to um, precipitate out. You're actually even getting the platelets to be cleared. You get both um, blood clots and you get uh, low platelet count because the platelets are all forming these blood clots and disappearing from the blood so that the platelet count drops. Some people have this very low platelet count, which can cause hemorrhaging. So you're getting both hemorrhaging and uh, blood clots, you know, um, as symptoms. Well, that's hard to detect unless you really go right away to the hospital. Right. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing blood clots, venous, uh, it, it, there's venous um, sinus blood clots in the brain and venous sinus blood clots in the spleen. Those are very interesting to me because that's the spleen brain, spleen brain system that I've been talking about. The spleen is the center of action, but then things happen in the brain as well. And the circulation is probably involved there you know it's interesting that those two um sinuses become uh can can get cluttered up with blood clots that's really strange to me but you're getting a you know um pulmonary thrombosis you know and pulmonary embolism that's showing up as a as a uh, adverse reaction that of course is, is can kill you pulmonary and embolism, embolism which is a blood clot in the lungs Doctor, now we do going to have the Super Bowl. We have many games in the NFL. I didn't see nobody with a mask. Really, <laughs> not even the governor of California had the freaking mask. Do you think the mask is effective or that's just a bunch of BS? <laughs> yeah, that's another one that is, you know, people are saying different things about whether they work or they don't work. I personally suspect that the masks are not very effective. And I think it's, um, again, you'd have to look at the trade-off, right? I feel it's really um, sad to see the children in the school having to wear a face mask all day long. I don't think Thank it's you. good for the children. Yeah. So I think we, and especially outdoors, there's absolutely no reason why anyone, in my opinion, should wear a face mask outdoors. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you I look mean, at I the agree. TV, I mean, outdoors, you, got, you were looking with, uh, at the, you were looking watching the game between Kansas City and the other team, uh, the Bengals. I mean, it was nobody with a mask. Nobody. <laughs> that was yeah. a good view right there. So it is interesting how people follow. Um, you know, they follow the, the, everybody else, right? So if, if most people are wearing masks, you sort of get shamed into putting one on. Whereas if many people are not, you, you get encouraged to take it off. And it looks like people will swing both ways very e easily once the, once the mood changes, you know. Once, and even if the government just says, oh, no, we don't need to wear them anymore, then many people are happy to just take them off and forget about it. So it's, uh, people are we buying We buy the masks and the test kit from China. If you look at the... Uh, Tag that they come with say made in China. They created the virus because we buying everything from them. So they're making book of money. So I really strongly believe that doctor, I might be wrong, but I believe that this is a scam. They're trying to really, I mean, these people are spending so much money on the mass and the all these tests, and I they're know, all coming from true. China. Uh, that is interesting, isn't it? It, it does. It's, it's quite an interesting time, especially when you look at how well you know, China is, is tremendous overreach as far as controlling the population and getting them to stay home and lock down. You know, they're really um, and tremendous uh, effort to test them and uh, keep them isolated. They've done a really good job of not having COVID, right? It's incredible when you look at China and how well they've done ever since that first wave in Wuhan. Um, they do that through uh, tremendous government overreach. And I don't know whether the people there are, are happy that the government's doing that or whether they are, you know, restless and, and, and rebellious. But uh, it's, it's one way to go is to, uh, is to um, force people to isolate. I don't believe... So you don't right recommend way. it whatsoever, the mass? Well, I don't think the right way is isolation. I think we need to get used to the idea that this virus is here to stay, especially with Omicron which is much more um, contagious. It, it much more contagious, so it's pretty hopeless to stop it from spreading and yes. much more benign. So I think Omicron is actually like a vaccine. It's like a natural vaccine. I think Omicron is a, is a, is a gift. We're lucky. We're really lucky that Omicron has come along because it's chasing out all the other strains that are much more toxic. And it's, uh, because it's so contagious, um, you can't stop people from catching it. But once they catch it, now they have protection because the, uh, the natural protection that you get from recovering from the infection is much better. So you don't vaccine. really need the vaccine anymore. Yeah, look, that is the vaccine. Omicron is the vaccine okay. to some extent, right? It's sort of like a vaccine because it's giving you the immunity that you want to get from the vaccine, but it's much longer lasting. I mean, so I got really my booster when I got Omicron. Exactly. <laughs> I think anyone who has gotten over COVID should be very, very happy, you know, that um, that's behind them. Now that he said that. Um, what is your opinion on the booster? I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's places, I mean, I, I have family in the Dominican Republic and they're already on their fourth shot there. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I mean, yeah. here, well, you're here now they're pushing the booster here. I mean, you know, I mean, when's it going to stop? I mean, you know, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It's really interesting. And Israel is good to watch because Israel, I've been watching Israel and right now they're on fire. They've got they had the highest infection rate yes. in the world. Yes. Yes. They only vaccines. got six. They only got <laughs> six million people, doctor. But Doctor, but maybe some people the way they're pushing, the way they're pushing these things just doesn't make sense. Um, 
Um, Doctor, Bravo's yes. having a time getting in. I got a question for you. Do you? What else you got, Goose? You got some more questions? Right? Yeah, I I know she. I know you, Doctor. I know you had a lot of pushback from people. Oh, you know what? I want to answer. But you. but I, I don't know if I'll say it right. This is glyphosate. Glyphosate. Fate. I don't know. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. Yeah, yeah. What is? What exactly is that? That's the active ingredient in Roundup, and Roundup is a is a um, herbicide that's used extensively in agriculture, and also people are allowed to go buy it, you know, at the local garden store and use it on the dandelions or the oh, like Roundup walkway. Roundup, yeah, you know Roundup. We can sue them then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roundup, yeah, it's really um, it's much more toxic than we believe, um, than we've been told, in my opinion, and that's what my book is about. Uh, toxic Legacy is the book that I wrote on glyphosate. Um, and I uh, figured out the mechanism of toxicity, which is really uh, interesting and insidious and very dangerous, cumulative and, and, um, and dangerous. So glyphosate, I think, is causing a lot of um, diseases that are, it's causing the rise in a lot of diseases uh, that are chronic, you know, like diabetes and obesity, and I think autism and Alzheimer's. And also various cancers. I think obesity, you're but right. Gut problems, you know, inflammatory gut and celiac disease. There's a huge list of diseases. It really messes up the gut microbiome, for one thing. Hey, and doctor, do you liver. see, do you see, I know you got a lot of pushback from, from a lot of people. Are you happy about the story that Job Hawking released today? John Hawking's uh, uh, story about that the masks really don't help at all? Oh, is that true? I'm, I'm, get, I'm uh, embarrassed to admit that I don't know about that story, but that's awesome if it's true. It's John a Hopkins finding, study. the finding, yeah, the finding indicate lockdown safe at most 2% of the deaths. 2%, that's it. Yes, that's very interesting. I hope people and listen to that. They were all over the news today, and I was saying, man, these people were lying to us all the time. I mean, the, <laughs> the people in New York, they're still in lockdown, a lot of them. They can't even go to the restaurant unless you show your COVID-19 card. Right. You have, to have, you have to have a vaccine to get into the restaurant. I mean, how can we get these people to wake up, doctor? I mean, what can we do? Well, that's a good start if Johns Hopkins has a study that's showing uh, convincingly that these masks don't work, uh, that might cause them to ease up on the mask. And the lockdown, they talk about the lockdown too, yes, that they right. didn't work. I think we need to just let the virus run its course. And, and as you know, if more and more people get exposed, more and more people become resistant because every time somebody recovers from the disease, what we should be focusing on is the health, the healthy living. This is what annoys me, that the government hasn't said anything about it. Yeah, that. I had we to follow that. that. <laughs> we know vitamin D. You know, Vitamin D deficiency is a huge risk factor for bad outcome with COVID. And that just means getting out in the sunlight. You know, That's so easy. Couldn't they just tell us to go outside? It's free, you know? Uh, and then... Uh, I. It, but, you know, it, it, you wonder, I mean, it sounds funny that, you know, why wouldn't they just do it? But I, th I think it's all the plan, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. it, I do, too. I think, I mean, my sense, and again, you never, it's hard to figure out what's really going on, right? Because there's so many different conflicting stories. But right. my sense is that a lot of it is about the messenger RNA vaccines, because that technology has been under development for many, several, you know, like three decades now. It's been under development. And they've been frustrated because they, they think it's a tre tremendous technology that's going to have 
be a whole new set of drugs that they can release and, and the pharma can make a lot of money, um, you know, with message RNA vaccines to treat cancer or to treat autoimmune disease. They think this, but they every time they try to create a drug, it, it dies in, in the trials because of toxicity. And often it's toxicity to the liver. And so- Doctor, um, why did it take to, so long to well, release their finding? Why they, why they impose a 52-year- Oh, I know. That's right. Why? I don't know. I, it sounds like they have something to hide, doesn't it? Exactly. You would think. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. Everybody, whoever, whoever took it will be gone by then. And then I have to know. <laughs> yeah, you two, the Pfizer. I'm sorry. Let me, uh, let me just welcome. Uh, Bravo finally got in there. Bravo, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, Bravo. <laughs> Bravo is our other host on the show. Uh, you got some questions for Dr. Sinef? Yeah, I was just wondering, are we, we calling her, her Dr. Stephanie? Is that all right? Or That's fine. Yes, I don't know right. what you call me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I was wondering what your stance are. You know, very early on when this thing first came out, uh, Dr. Francis Boyle came out right away. He reviewed some of – I'm in the pharmaceutical industry myself. I, uh, mm -hmm. I validate all the IT systems and automation systems that check – syringes, uh, oh. any type of medicine out there. So when you hear when you hear different people saying that there's metal in them and things like that, to me, mm -hmm. it's my honest opinion, it has to be intentional because there's no way that that, that could happen. You know what I mean? In, right. in, the, in the quantity that it we're could thinking. Be, it couldn't be accidental. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I have found there is some literature like PEG, polyethylene glycol, um, working with this, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I lost the name of it. Hydroxy, um, graphene hydroxide. Graphene hydroxide. Graphene oxide. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and there are there is some research literature suggesting that graphene hydroxide has some applications in things in that space, you know. And so the question is, could they possibly have put it in there and not listed it as an ingredient? I I th I don't think so, you know. I don't think they would have had the guts to do that. So it puzzles Yeah, me. I mean, because you would have to turn off all the vision systems, you know, for syringes and things like that and, and, and uh, vials to, to get it through. I don't know how they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they, it, it seems to me like they would But you think engineer, Bravo? What's that? <laughs> you think engineer, you should know how they do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You have, to turn, you have to turn off the, per, the safety equipment, you know, to, to get stuff through. That's what I, but it, they, it boggles they, my know, mind. You I know? can't imagine they would think they could fool us with that because we would find it just as people are. I mean, if it's true yeah. that people are finding it, uh, it, it boggles the mind. It's like, it's not something I can believe, you know, it just seems too outrageous, but yet we have people talking about it. So I don't know what I, to think there. And very it's reputable awesome. people and very exactly. reputable people. So that, that which makes me wonder some of this stuff's not being produced in the traditional public manufacturing plants. Maybe, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of theories. I mean, when Dr. Francis Boyle came out in, in February to March and said that this was a bioweapon, when he looked at the Indian data that was coming in, I mean, you just you just knew right then the way they were acting that something wasn't right. Yeah, you know? it does seem like there's a whole lot going on that's we're not, that is being covered up. You know, 
yeah. things that way. It's so hard to um, wrap your brain around what's happening right now. You, well, you're kind of in a state of disbelief most of the time, right? Yeah, because us as Americans, we don't want to think that there could be somebody that evil that would do exactly. something like this to us. Exactly. You we know? want to believe in, in the government. Hey, that doctor, uh, I know you got wrote a few books and being in this field for a long time. Do you talk to the people or do you have any friends from the CDC that contact you every other day or No, often? no, I don't. I don't have any friends at the CDC, no. Sorry. And what do you think about the CDC? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, they're, they're slipping up on the job. I don't think they're doing a good job at all. I think the, the whole um, medical system seems to be in bad shape right now. Okay. And they have too much power. You know, people all listen to the CDC and whatever the CDC says is God. That's not reasonable. You think it's too power. political now? Too powerful. You know, everyone yeah. listens to them. It's like, oh, if the CDC says this is so, then it must be so. Um, they have too much power. There should be a lot more flexibility. You know, and of course, doctors, many of my uh, alternative medicine friends are finding ways to treat COVID that are quite effective. You know, you hear about early treatment. Dr. Peter McCullough, I love him, and he's been talking a lot about early treatment, and he, he figured out early on there was something fishy going on because they didn't want, I think they didn't want it to not be a, 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 a pandemic. They didn't want it to be, they wanted it to be an emergency situation so that they could get past the regulatory process for these vaccines. I think that's the agenda. It needs oh, yeah. to be an be emergency. Because under an emergency order, you have a lot of power. You don't even have yeah. to disclose the ingredients or anything. So, I mean, that may that's be, dangerous that may in the be hands of... been able to get by with it. I mean, what about the World Health Organization? They were doing the same thing? Yeah, the World Health Organization and the, and the WHO and the CDC, they all are part of that whole system um, that's become very, very powerful. And I think there's too much top-down control. So doctors get in trouble for treating patients with things they're just trying to figure out how to, how to help them. And then they get you know, in trouble because they're not following the rules. There's way too much top-down control over what you can and cannot do, you know? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the, 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 the person that's involved in creating the mRNA vaccine technology and they ban them off of the Internet? I know, Bob Malone. That's so amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. I, I mean, Joe when Rogan. in history has this ever happened with anything? It's so crazy. It's just you're, you're kind of living in a time of uh, const, constant disbelief, you know, constant disbelief, right. don't you think? Yeah, oh yeah, especially when the FDA, you know, I have to go through FDA training and we go all the way back to the turn of the century and we've never had anything that killed any more than 100 people and they shut the whole thing down. You know what I mean? I mean, it's mm -hmm. crazy. And now how many we got? Tens of thousands, oh, maybe hundreds of thousands. Right. All these deaths from the vaccine. It, it's, um, but if we get more doctor like Stephanie speaking out like that, I think this thing's going to be over pretty soon. There's really some brilliant so. doctors out there like her yeah. speaking out right now. And, uh, but they just don't get a platform. They get, they get censored. Right. Which that tells <laughs> you too. That, I mean, that, I want to ask you a question. Uh, since you've been doing all this research and stuff like that, have you gotten any pushback? I mean, any blowback on yourself? You know, people tell you, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking <laughs> out too much or, 
Well, you know, luckily, MIT hasn't stopped me, which is really great. I'm, I've been wondering if they would, but so far they haven't. And my, um, my funding agency has been very supportive. I get my money from Taiwan. It's oh. a computer company in Taiwan called Quanta Computers. They've been oh. for many years. And so, um, you know, nothing to do with biology, but they, uh, they like So, of work. course, you're not with China, then. you with Taiwan. You... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, I've been lucky, this... really, in that respect. I, certainly, there have been people who attack my work. You know that. You, you can find all kinds of stuff on the web that will try to... Yeah, they're always find, trying to find a loophole to... To attack yeah, you, yeah, that's right. everywhere. They, they never yeah. think you are properly qualified for what you're saying. You know, they always. Oh, say, you only, well, only you reach Fox are, News, right? you're good. Yeah. yeah, only they are the, the gods of information. Right. The what about? Uh, yeah, I know. You know, it's to me, it's it's all communism. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, this is the way they do it. They censor everything, you know, and it's whatever they say. It is surprising that we're no longer the land of the free. You know, I feel really sad about that. All the censorship yeah. is just unbelievable right now. Really, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. Yes, I agree. But a lot of people are wondering, you know, with some of these doctors, are they good to listen to? I mean, I already know the answer, but I'm just going to ask you, you know, for you to, so they're hearing it from somebody else besides me, you know, like, uh, uh, you know the health ranger Mike Adams. You know, and oh, and yeah, right. and yeah. his you know his, his wife is a uh, is a doctor, and they have laboratories in Taiwan, Taiwan, and in the United States. And you have, um, you know, Doctor Kerry uh, Maday. Is it? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Hmm. I don't know that one. Doctor Mercola is a big one. Doctor Mercola. Doctor Mercola. And, you know, Dr. Tenpenny, I mean. Yes, right, Tenpenny, yes. I know yeah, her. she's very good, too. And uh, uh -huh. how about Dr. Shiva? Yes, uh -huh. well, he's, I'm not as sure about him, but yes. How about Dr. Naomi? Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, Dr. Dr. Oz running now for a Senate so <laughs> he better tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the I think the pharmaceutical system is in bad shape right now. I feel like the drugs, you know, they're they're having a hard time coming up with any exciting new drugs, and they're just kind of me too drugs, and they're um, charging too much money for them. And um, the antibiotics are not are failing because they've got so many antibiotic resistant um, bacteria and whatnot. You know, they've just got um, problems with the antibiotics, problems with the drugs. And, and then they have this messenger RNA technology, which they think is going to be a tremendous breakthrough. They think it's going to offer them a big chance to make a lot of money, I think. And, and they want to get it uh, accepted by the population. And so I think this whole thing of this COVID vaccine is a way to get that messenger RNA technology out the door so that they can now start developing other other versions of it, various vaccines against all kinds of diseases. I think that's their agenda. They see dollar signs in their eyes when they think about yes it's out there like Pfizer yes uh-huh exactly hey doctor I got a quick question I know you mentioned something I got a friend that got sick like three weeks ago still have a lot of the symptoms mm. what can that person do yes well I wish I knew <laughs> so certainly a lot of um supplements that my friends are recommending I'm not a doctor of course so I don't you know I don't like to recommend things but I think there's a lot of important supplements you could take that um, like zinc b12 exactly glutathione 
vitamin okay. C, uh, vitamin D, B vitamins is sort of um, boosting your um, immune system by getting uh, important vitamins and minerals. And of course, that really means eating well, in my opinion. If you've been eating healthy food, you should have adequate amounts of those things. And like I said, getting out in the sunlight, I think we're very, um, we don't realize how important the sunlight is and we're too hung up on skin cancer. So people are you know, putting on all this sunscreen, which is toxic too. So you're not really <laughs> You're gonna die out of something, so. <laughs> with sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, you're putting, a, <laughs> you're putting a toxic substance on it and you, then you're letting the sun bake it into you. Exactly, you're right. And the aluminum actually disrupts, you know, there's a lot of aluminum, there's aluminum in many of the sunscreens and that disrupts your body's natural ability to protect you from the sun. So and and been linked to Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Thank you. So, what do you think um, some of the long-term effects from these vaccines are going to be that you've? Yes, you've, you know, um, I you know I wish I knew. Of course, you can't. See, you don't. I don't have a crystal ball, but I. But from what I've seen and what I've learned from studying them, right. I'm predicting that um, all these diseases that are really debilitating autoimmune disease, cancer, um, all the neurodegenerative diseases, you know, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, ALS, um, uh, Kurzfeldt-Jakob disease, which is the human prion disease, um, and probably autism in the kids if we start vaccinating the kids. I think all of those diseases are going to go up in prevalence over time as a consequence of these vaccines, and particularly if we keep on getting booster shots. It looks like we're in a cycle of potentially getting booster shots every few months, right? With different um, renditions. Like they're gonna right now, they're working on getting an Omicron version of the va of the vaccine, which has the spike protein that matches Omicron, and they're gonna probably put that out in March or something, and they're gonna have everybody roll up their sleeve and get the Omicron booster, and then by that time, Omicron will probably already have disappeared, and there'll be some new one that's dominant. So then they'll start making the vaccine for that one. You know, it's an endless cat and mouse game, yeah. right? Where people are taking, but there's gotta be, a, there's gotta be another reason. Yeah, why they're, they're already saying, I mean, out. isn't there, there's a new variant. They're supposed to be watching. Yes. No. Stealth Omicron. There's a question in the chat room. I'm going to read here for you. Um, okay. So when the so-called COVID vaccine was developed, and made available the thing i along with others may question is how that this covid shot slash vaccine was produced at lightning speed and still to this day no cure for cancer or for hiv aids or diabetes or other deadly disease in the i guess a virus you know, how are they able to make it so quickly i guess yeah well it's also not really working right so it's not clear they've actually done anything to cure anything they haven't there is no way they could have qualified uh, that it takes at least <laughs> at least two years i've War worked speed, War speed. i know how long it, it, yeah, it, it may have taken 12 years uh it should have taken 12 years to um to do this right oh yeah uh, to create it and everything yeah to test it properly because you can't you can't rush that because you, you won't know what it's costing right. long term, unless you wait long oh, term. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, so, I'm talking there's... about the qualification process alone is, is two two to four years. That's before you even get it into anybody's hand. You but know? that's our I mean, country. That, that Bravo, that's our country. Many other countries don't take that long. Well, well, that's what why country we don't usually have that. I'm right, that. doctor. <laughs> I mean, that's why people go to other countries to get some of the drugs that they can't use in the U.S., 
Oh, you mean because we're more careful with the um, maybe, yeah, or maybe we, or maybe we want to make more money. I don't know. Could <laughs> we be. always want to make more money, right? <laughs> yes, always yes. about the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bravo, you have any other questions for Dr. I was just wondering, you know, I, I missed some of this. So I, I was wanting um, Dr. Stephanie's personal opinion. What does she what what does she think that's going on? I mean, I know what I think and you guys mm -hmm. know what I think. I want to hear a professional like yes. Dr. Stephanie. Tell me her what she thinks is going on. Well, a lot of people are saying that it's a matter of trying to control the population, you know, with technology. Um, when you have these vaccine passports, we're getting to a point where you have, you know, all your medical records online that you are walk with you everywhere you go. And then they can start restricting you on the basis of something like you haven't gotten the vaccine recently and now you can't enter the restaurant. You know, there's a lot of uh, overreach of the government to um, to control people too yes. much. That's one thing people are saying, but that isn't I, I'm not sure that it isn't just about the messenger RNA vaccines that. They have been working so hard to get this technology out the door and they have not been able to succeed because it always fails on toxicity in the, right. in the trials. And so they knew they couldn't get it past those studies unless they had an emergency where they could skip some steps and therefore not see the toxicity. Right. Get, out the door, get the population to accept it and then, you know, turn out all kinds of other messenger RNA. You know, doctor, you're absolutely right. If you remember when we first got the 2020 election, they even throw the kitchen sink and everything to lock us down. They're trying mm -hmm. to do the same thing now, but it's not working no more. We're rebelling, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, it's not working. But I remember this guy that we got in the White House. Yeah. He started talking about the dark winter again because they were thinking that Omicron was going to be something worse, and it mm -hmm. wasn't. So now right. they're trying to find something else. I don't know. They might be creating another virus that we don't know. It, it does look like they could do that, doesn't it? Which is really scary if you yes. think about that kind of power to mm -hmm. just create right. some Well, well if we go by their own words, like with, with Bill Gates, he says, I'm not worried about this one. I'm worried about the one that's coming next. I know. I know. That's so terrifying, isn't it? It would be really yeah. sad if we end up really wiping out all life on earth with some crazy virus that we managed to come up with through our technology. You know, it's really frightening that we have this kind of power. I think um, biology is out of control. You know, they've gotten, they're like really smart as far as what they can do, but they don't really understand what they're better on our common sense. Yeah. They don't know the possible consequences of the, the damage that could happen from it's sort of like the atom, atomic bomb, right? This is like a biological atomic bomb, I think. Oh yeah. But it's stealthy. I mean, it's stealthy. And people, and look how easily they've been able to do it and, and have people so confused that they won't listen to doctors that are trying to save them. I know. It's really become a very um, divisive um, situation right now with people taking sides and, and getting extremely polarized and lots of anger and, and people unwilling to listen to the other side. It's really quite sad. But that's how a free society is supposed to work. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. You would think we could so, at least talk to each other and you know, right. share our opinions and try to explain why we think the way we do on both right. sides. You know, they just kind of don't even want to hear what the other side has. If to we say. take the government out, we'll be okay. 
Well, if we take <laughs> if we take the media complex out, we would be doing okay. Yeah, we need to have much more freedom in the in the media. And of course, no, no. Media. And but remember, I mean, Bill Gates, he wasn't that meeting. They had this week or last week with all those big people who got a lot of money, and he said that he think communism and socialism, what was missing then, didn't work because of communication. But he ah. say now we do have the communication. Ah, that's why that's now it's going to work. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, they got to believe on that big time. They'll, they'll lock down communication. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, you got all these, uh, all these, uh, I mean, uh, complex uh, of communication that are lying to us daily. You only got a few networks that are telling the truth. But yeah. everybody else lying every day. And they don't put out the truth. They don't. We got to get people like Dr. Stephanie to come to our show and tell us the truth. Because these people on TV, they won't say anything that is true. <laughs> well, they're controlled by pharma. I think the media are so afraid of... Uh, pharma is so powerful with the money that they that they give to the media, you know, in advertising and whatnot. So the media have to be very careful about what they say. The mainstream media, they have to be very careful not to cross pharma. So they just keep on sticking with the agenda, even though they might know inside that it's not true. You know? Yeah. 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 So let me, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I asked this one already, but <laughs> what do you see? I mean, as far as, I mean, are, are with these vaccines and everything that you've studied and you've come up with your, in your research, do you see, a lot more deaths from these vaccines? I think they're going to cause debilitating disease. And certainly some, many people are dying. I mean, this, the numbers are really frightening in VAERS. It's just so much out of line with all the rest of the vaccines. You know, this year, um, there's, I looked at uh, just how many of the entries in VAERS are COVID-19 related. And you find that overall 93%. So only 7% of the entries in 2021. In 2021 in VAERS, only 7% of the cases are related to other vaccines besides the COVID-19, which means that there's just many, many more reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, the hospital want to make money, doctor. They don't get paid. They don't. Well, how if, about that? If, if you go there and you and they say that you die out of something else, they don't get paid. But if they say that you die right. out of so COVID-19. That's another issue, which is over overcounting COVID deaths yes. and undercounting vaccine deaths. You know, you died two hours after the vaccine, but you would have died anyway. That was just coincidental. I mean, that seems pretty like a stretch, doesn't it? No. Yeah. Well, well, if you, they give you 14 days after you take the shot and they still categorize you as being right. unvaccinated. That is an excellent point. And I've come to appreciate that because those people are actually more susceptible to COVID than oh, people yeah. who are unvaccinated. The vaccine in the beginning, the first vaccine, those first two weeks, you're more likely to get sick and die from COVID. Oh, yeah. That's what no. the vaccine is doing to you before you've made those antibodies. It's not a safe time. I was locking. I have personal I don't know if you heard earlier. You might have missed this. We talked about uh, something similar to that, um, where I, I had read that it's anyone over the age of 60 years old who gets the vaccine during and during their first 14 days of the first injection the deaths are 15 times higher than those who are not vaccinated. 
Hey, right. don't say that uh, again, Mary, because Earth is on the chat room. He's over 60. And, <laughs> and he got the booster already. Sorry, Eric. And they came down to the, to the hospital. See, the hospitals aren't making their own decisions. There's Everybody is like looking to the CDC and, and right. the WHO as like they're the gods, and they exactly. have all the answers, and they don't. That's really yeah, but sad. they make the decisions. They're the one who push everything into us. I mean, you got half of the CDC that quit it, that left the board because they knew it was more political than science. Well, they're the and, ones that came down and said you can't, you don't count a COVID uh, vaccine problem at 14 days until after 14 days. You know what I mean? So anything prior to that, you, you're still considered you just got COVID and died. You know what I mean? So... Doctor, do you belong to any board advisory to any hospital or anything that you know that you participate that you, you could give you a you know your expertise opinion about all these things? No, I'm not on the board of any hospital. No, I don't have any relationship with with hospitals. Amazing how these people waste all their money and they don't hire the expert, the people who are really you know, studying all this stuff. Yeah, it's really sad for the doc doctors. I think there must be a lot of doctors who are not happy at all with the situation, um, but don't know how to how to get out of it. You know, because if you step out of line, you, you lose your license. I mean, they have to be very careful, right? They have, even if they're just giving ivermectin, they could get in trouble. <laughs> it, I, it's really I know, I mean... That you have to fight the system at the same time as you're trying to help your patients. It's, it's in conflict. Speaking, yeah, like look at all these people that I mean, they're taking these vials to laboratories and they're finding particles and other things inside of them. And these are certified places, and 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 they're afraid to say anything because they're afraid they're going to get shut down. I know it's really uh, it, it kind of too shocked to believe what you're seeing. Right? You can't believe what you see with your own eyes. Um, and it's hard for uh, people reading about it to know what to think. We see a lot of people speaking out now, now. I think people are waking up. People are speaking out. I, I mean, sure we just so. in Virginia right now. They are in the uh, core in Virginia. I mean, I don't know if they come with the decision yet about the mass, but they support the decision supposed to be right. in today or tomorrow. So many states, right, are backing off on the face masks and the social distancing. Many states are backing off right now. I Here think. in our state, in Florida, we don't force nobody. You want to wear the mask, it's up yes. to you. My kids go to school. One of them That's wear the so mask. Nice. The other one doesn't. So uh -huh. I let them to decide. You want to wear it, do it. You oh, don't, you don't. That's really so, great. That's really great. Yeah, I know. And you know, in Texas, we're sort of leaders in abandoning the mask. Do you know about the truckers in Canada? Oh, oh yes. yes. Great. That's so cool, isn't it? I really am proud yeah. of them. Hey, what, what do you think about the 29 Democrats that this should be their heyday right now? They got they've got uh, Joe Biden up there and they almost have control of the Senate. And and all of a sudden we got 29 of them that aren't going to seek reelection in this midterm. Wonder why? <laughs> because they don't agree with Biden. I think the Democrats are really hurting their chances through this, you know, strict mandate policy. I think it's really hurting them. That's why they're retiring yeah. before we before we retire them. Yes, yes, that's interesting, isn't it? I think mm -hmm. it's really going to be an interesting time politically to see what happens with all of that.
Yeah. Do you think, Dr. Stephanie, that this is going to stay with us forever or in 10, 20 years, we're just going to be, uh, oh, I remember uh, Omicron. Oof, that's right. like a little cold. <laughs> yeah, I wish think? I knew. I, I think it's going to settle down into being something like the flu. I don't think it's going to go away. Omicron is going to turn into something else and then into something else. And eventually, I think it'll settle into, you know, a virus that is that people get like the flu. And maybe there'll be a vaccine that some people will get, some people won't, you know. I hope, so if there I is more, if there is more people that die with the flu, why <laughs> they keep pushing this pandemic and not the flu? That's my I question. Know. Well, I agree with you, but I think it's this messenger RNA technology that they want to, uh, to launch. Right. I, I think there's other uses for it that they're not telling us about. Exactly. You know, these people are smart. They're not stupid. They know. They know what they're doing. We smart too, bro. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, off, just off the vaccine topic for a second, I just, there was something that I read uh, of yours um, where you mentioned something about the statin drugs that are out there now. That oh, yes. That was certainly, them. that's another thing that's been a passion of mine. I've been, I guess my, my, big, my big things are statin drugs, aluminum, uh, vaccines in general, but COVID vaccines in particular, and of course glyphosate. Those are sort of my big my big topics, the ones that I've focused on. And um, statin drugs was really where I started. I really um, I really dislike statin drugs. I don't think they're useful. I think they're way oversold, and they have a lot of um, nasty side effects. So I don't think people should take them. They don't actually work. I mean, they work in the sense of lowering your cholesterol, but that's not a good thing to do. Because that's what yeah. caught my. Because I, I I take one, and mm-hmm. and then when I saw that, I started reading it. I was like, oh, I got to ask her about this. Because- <laughs> yes, I don't recommend statin drugs. I don't think anyone should take them. Actually, um, there so there are some serious long term effects on those things. Well, for sure, they have a. And I I looked into it. I did some studies on the side effects. I, actually, it was a fun project that I did many years ago. Um, looking at online uh, reports of side effects of statin drugs that were reported by just on the web. There were just these web pages where you had long, you know, uh, a, a big database of different reports of people's experiences with different drugs. And you could compare statin drugs with all the other drugs that people of the same age are taking. And you can look at statistically the, the symptoms that they're experiencing and find the ones that are dominant with statin drugs that are not, you know, not an effect of other drugs, and find out what those are. And there were some really nasty things like Parkinson's disease, um, I think um, cancer, um, I'm forgetting now. Um, Certainly, you know, just general um, neuropathy, like a lot of pain, um, muscle pain, weakness, um, muscle weakness, muscle pain, you know, myalgia, um, brain problems, brain fog, um, and Alzheimer's disease, you know, these kinds of things are all, I think, a consequence of the, um, of, of the inadequate supply of cholesterol to the body. Wow. Doctor, with all this knowledge that you have, don't you get scared? <laughs> scared of the future, you mean? Yes. Yes, I am very scared, actually. I'm really worried about the children. I'm, as you know, I'm worried about autism. The yes. rates keep going up every year, and um, 
we, the government doesn't seem to think that's a problem, which I don't understand, because when your children are getting autism at very high rates, that's the future generation that's going to lead the country, and they won't be equipped to do it. You could end up with a situation where everybody who's well is spending all their time taking care of everybody who's sick, right? You have so many sick people in the society, and that's both the elderly who are sick and the children who are sick. It becomes impossible to do anything else other than take care of the sick people. I, that's what I'm picturing. Do you believe what is, that what is the ratio uh, now? Autism and children are coming from all these vaccines that they make you take in the beginning. You know, I do. I think those vaccines are a contributing factor, and I think glyphosate, the um, active ingredient in Roundup, is a major contributing factor. I think if we could get rid of both the glyphosate and the vaccines, that the autism rates would go back down. That's my belief. Yeah, isn't it unbelievable, Doctor, how they, how they, before Roundup used to kill your weeds, but now they give instructions to farmers to, to dry their crops quicker right. and everything, to spray it down with Roundup and then harvest it, and then we eat it. Exactly. I, I was really this shocked when insane. I first heard about that. It is really insane. And this not is, only that. This is, this is like I tell people, when I was growing up, a, a tube of Crest toothpaste had skull and crossbones on it because it had sodium fluoride in it. And it mm. said, call poison control if you swallow any. Now it's <laughs> like, eh, go ahead, swallow it all you want. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even care anymore. Yeah, they keep increasing the amount of glyphosate that's used every year because the weeds are becoming resistant. So more and more glyphosate is being used on the crops. And now they've had to sort of mix it in with other things like dicamba. There's this dicamba glyphosate product that you know, offers both of them in one product with resistance, genetic engineering to, in the crops to resist both of them. And that dicamba probably has its own set of nasty side, you know, dangers to humans. We don't know what they are, but we're going to find out because we're going to start getting lots of exposure to dicamba probably in the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, big, Alex Jones is big on glyphosate. Yeah. He, he's the one that, that coined this, that the, that the frogs are turning gay. Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. That's I, Tyrone I, Hayes. I like you that's to touch so on fascinating. That. I yeah. heard Tyrone Hayes give two talks. He's really interesting. And, um, and he's the researcher who's shown that the, the male frogs can become, uh, can turn into female frogs. And I think actually even to the point of being able to have eggs, even though they have the male gene, you know, they have the male XY chromosome, but they become female-like because of um, atrazine. Atrazine is the one he studied. That's so amazing. I think these chemicals are really, really dangerous. All the herbicides are really dangerous. I got, well, I got another question for you. What would be the purpose for somebody, and I know this for a fact, because like I said, I work at pharmaceutical companies, to have minoxidil-9 as an antimicrobial in your flu vaccine. Why would they do that? I don't know. Why, when, when you know that there's, I looked it up and I, could, I couldn't find any other internal use. Everything is external use and you know what it's used for. It, it's, it's a spermicide. Why would, they put, wow. why would they put that in there? Oh you my, know? that's an excellent question, isn't it? You could think of a reason, couldn't you? I could not. <laughs> I mean, you my, I got to. a bunch of scientists <laughs> friends and we, <laughs> yeah. we looked all into it. And we're like, you oh, know what? I can't find another use for it, but you know what? It was in yeah, the flu shot. Wow. Especially the bird flu. It was in the bird flu ones. Ah, wow. That's interesting. 
Yep. Scary, and, isn't it? Along with Thimerosal, which they don't have the guts yes. to tell you that's mercury. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, <clears throat> I've read all about the mercury and the aluminum. I'm, that's another area that I've studied. And I think it's pretty outrageous that they think it's perfectly fine to inject mercury and aluminum into children's bodies. I mean, injecting it past all the barriers is so much worse than ingesting it. And they'll say, well, you know, there's, there's already aluminum in in the foods anyway, so it's not a big deal. But that's not true because when you ingest it, when you eat it, most of it goes in and out. It doesn't get into your body. When you inject it, all of it gets, you know, past all the barriers into the bloodstream and then from there into the brain. I mean, it's, you know, at Exley, Chris Exley did a study on autistic brains post-mortem and found he was shocked at the level of aluminum that he found in those autistic brains. Isn't it, isn't it the fact that the brain just overloads? It, it can't, it's so many toxic things attacking it at one time. And depending on the, you know, the, the blood type of the person and, and, and how their system is set up, I mean, they just, they go, you know, they, they get autistic, you know, they get, yeah, they have it's a kind of like it shuts it. down, right? I feel like the autistic brain kind of shuts down um, mm -hmm. because it, it sort of knows that if, if it actually works, it's going to destroy itself because there's no protection against all this, all these toxins that are in there, that it has to really not do anything in order to stay safe. You know, as soon as it tries to think, um, it could burn out the neurons because nothing's working correctly with all those toxic chemicals in there. So it's sort of a protective, like a preservation a protective thing. defense. Yes, mm. because kids can actually come out of it. It's really quite interesting. You know, you have catatonia too, which I'm really fascinated with. Do you know what catatonia is? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. No, I don't yeah, know what it's, it is. It's very strange. The person becomes almost, you know, almost like asleep, but awake, awake, but not really. Like they, oh, they, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't move and, um, and they can't think. You know, they're kind of like frozen. Um, oh yes, like in the air. It yeah. happened to me. Oh really? Wow. Yes, and I want to move like a little finger, and I couldn't move anything. Wow. It happened to me like twelve times. I went to a doctor. Wow. You experienced uh, it firsthand, huh? That's impressive. I experienced when I was like twenty-four. Ah, and you came out of it, right? Well, I started praying a lot. Ah, and, wow. And uh. Uh, I just trying to touch my wife, you know, like move and yeah, wow. and when That's when I when I drop and can't I came back, I asked her, didn't you hear me? She said no. Why? I say I was trying to touch it, but you can't move your body, nothing, just your eye. That's it. You see your eyes and you look around, but nothing oh, else. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. But it seems yeah. like to me it's a protective device to just uh, if, if the cells you know, settle down and don't do much activity, they don't have much metabolism, they can keep themselves relatively safe um, in a situation where it's very dangerous because there's so much toxicity. Now, I think it might so, be but that's, that's when I, I mean, I was really in good shape. That was when I was 24, yeah. I was in the army and I was really, but it happened to me like, I think it was like 12 times, but do I don't get them anymore. Do you have any theory as to why? Well, a doctor told me that, uh, your body sometimes go like that and you can't control it. You can't do anything. You just got to make sure that that uh, you don't overdo exercising and all this other stuff. But I never went to a doctor again. I said, I just yeah. prayed to God and I came out. That's great. I'm glad to hear that you got over it. But it's fascinating stuff. I mean, I'm so It's scary because you want to move. 
Yeah. You want to move, but you you can't you can't move. That's really amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to experience that. And you yeah. feel like you are in the air. It's like you are not in the bed. You're in the air. Hmm. And you say, what's going on uh, with me? Hang on, Goose. Let me just uh, grab the, there was a question in the chat room for the doctor. Um, I have, someone's asking, he says he has two shots. He, he's already had two doses already. He said, should I get the booster? <laughs> you know what I think. <laughs> you know Hell I no. Right? No. Don't. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get it's, the booster. It's a futile. It's a futile process. I think you're only going to be protected for a short while. Immediately, the uh, antibodies are going to start fading, and then you're just going to be stuck ready for another booster. And every time you get a booster, you're injecting more toxic stuff into your body. I mean, I don't want to get the booster. I already got COVID after if my you've first shot. COVID for sure. You don't need the booster. Yeah, no way. So, it's not even going to do anything. I don't understand. They're always saying that you know. I would always assume that your your body's natural immunity and whatever it builds up against something is better than much better than what a vaccine can actually do. they showed you know there was a study that looked at people who had caught uh, SARS-CoV the first one way back when like I think in 2003 or something and they found they still had antibodies that they had developed from the natural infection way back then 17 years before they still had antibodies that were protective against COVID-19. It was amazing. 17 years. Whereas the uh, vaccine, the antibodies wear off after a few months. Yeah, after a couple of months here. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, very- right. Any antibody, <laughs> yeah, any antibody protection wears off, but your body keeps pr- producing those poison spike proteins for the rest of your life, probably. They could, I think, if they got into those, uh, you know, uh, plasmids that I told you about earlier. You could have your immune cells and or your cancer cells even producing plasmids because those also have the capability like the sperm oh, wow. of converting rna into dna so if you have cancer you could end up i think with um, permanent spike either from immune cells certain kinds of immune cells or um, or cancer cells they can um, convert rna into dna so whether that happens or not we don't know but uh, there was a study out of mit that that seemed to show strong evidence that that's happening that the um, spike protein can get converted into DNA. Did, did you hear about that? There's been some autopsies that have been done where they've actually cut the organs open of people that, you know, have had the shot. And, uh, and they said that it, that their, or every organ in their body was overtaken with the spike proteins. They said, really, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not familiar with that work. I did hear <laughs> about something having to do with blood clots, I think with autopsy. You know, oh yeah, and I, I have a personal my uh, one of my best friends in the Philippines. Uh, her mother and father both got the Sinovac shot, which is the Chinese one, which is like the AstraZeneca and the Johnson and Johnson. Mm-hmm. And they developed almost immediately micro blood clots, and she eventually died. Like uh, oh my. Wow. her mother died, and her father, believe it or not, got uh, got blood clots in his prostate. Oh, my. Wow. And they had to put a catheter in, you know, to, until, you know, and give them blood thinner and stuff to try to thin and try to get rid of the clots and everything wow. like that. And they wow. were perfectly healthy, you know. Yes. When you all, probably when you all, you get that. No, you, they were only in their 60s. They weren't old. <laughs> the doctor, you say after the 60, the mortality rate 15 times. Yeah, you still you still have a 99 point. Was it nine 
9-4-9-4-something nine, 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 percent chance at 60 years old. It, it, yes, that's right. It's only the people who are over 80, right, that are super um, yeah. super dangerous for people, uh, for the very elderly. Or of course, the ones that have um, all the comorbidities, diabetes, obesity, those kinds of things, you know. Yeah, like we, you know, I don't want to say we joke around about it, but we're like, when you go up to the CDC's website and you look and you're like, wow, COVID cured heart disease. There's no more heart disease. It cured, you know, it cured the flu, you know, it cured the flu. All it did is it, because it's so infectious, it, it just was able to infect all these people that if, you know, 90% of them, if they would have got the common pneumonia or the flu would have died too you know what i mean i mean I know. it's it's sad to say this but there are certainly a lot of people uh in this country who are really on edge they're just barely surviving right in nursing homes and they require yeah. a lot of care and we're keeping them alive and it's, it's you kind of wonder you know what's the what's the point of being so obsessed on keeping people alive when they're so miserable and they can't do anything i think it's uh, a blessing in some cases i hate to say that i mean any life is valuable but when you have someone that's that sick, you know, and isn't really enjoying life anymore and is a burden on society, um, he could be doing society a favor, right? To just find a way to. Um, I was going to ask you, what was I going to ask you? <laughs> I kept thinking about it. Oh, and you, in any of your studies and stuff that you've done, um, have you noticed, I mean, I don't know if, if you got into that or not, but um, where this virus or the vaccine reacts different to people with different types of blood types? You know, I heard something about that, that there are certain blood types that are more susceptible. I certainly heard um, type, o. Like type O is safer, yes. right? And type yeah. A plus yeah. A positive is more vulnerable. I'm type A, so I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I'm type A too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was looking at, immediately when I found that out, yeah, I checked that was my blood type. I, don't, I didn't... Yeah. Um, I don't understand the mechanism there, but that it might be. Well, that was in the beginning. That was in the beginning. They don't talk about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're crazy. They just make up stuff, I think, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it does follow. Because they don't want you to know. It, it actually follows <laughs> they don't that. They want you to uh, know these things. <laughs> that, you know, the follow that they If you're one of those people who have their rare blood type, you're going, oh, man, am I going to, you know, oh, no, get the vaccine. It's safe. <laughs> right, right. Save you from everything, you know. Right. If you're uh, sick, hurry up and get there. You get it first. <laughs> yeah. oh, <God. laughs> that's what they were saying in the Philippines. They're like, the, the the whoever's sick and and not in good shape, go go get your shot first. You get it first. I'm like, right. oh my god. I'm like, please don't don't go. <laughs> I know. That's really, really dangerous to get one of these shots. So, oh doctor, God. when you talk about eating healthy and all that stuff, uh -huh. we've been telling, we've been telling our people in our nation for many years, you gotta make sure you eat healthy, <laughs> but they haven't done anything. I know it's so sad because the processed food industry is so strong here, and all these commercials on TV that and they make this, they put in all these synthetic uh, flavors and things that make it really tasty, and then people. It's easy to, to, it's cheap, you know, soy protein bar. I mean, these things are really terrible for you, but people oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. don't know better. High fructose corn syrup, and now it's GMO yeah. corn on top of it. I know, that's <laughs> That's right. probably great with glyphosate. It tastes is. good. Bravo. Yeah. If, if you're going to only live one year, 
you know, longer than me, I take all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doc. Uh, well, um, any questions in there? I didn't notice any questions. Yeah, just a few minutes it's, left. So, so Doctor, the, the high you age, the worse is for you, yeah? In general, that's true, but it also relates to obesity. Obesity is a very strong risk factor in diabetes. Well, obesity in the United States, you could be in the 180, 5A, and they call you obese. <laughs> so what would be the term obesity, like 200 pounds over or 150 pounds? I don't know. I mean, certainly there are many people in America who are significantly overweight. You know, we have a really big obesity problem here. And I think that's connected to glyphosate, by the way. I actually explain in my book how glyphosate could cause obesity. You mean, you mean sugar? Well, glyphosate, uh, I, I, you have to read my book, but it, I think it disrupts critical um, proteins that are involved with metabolizing fats. And so you end up storing fat because you can't break it down. So you, you accumulate fat. Well, we can get you books, doctor. Ah, yes. Um, Chelsea Green is the publisher. So they, they sell it, I think, on their website, Chelsea Green. It's called Toxic Legacy. How the weed killer me, glyphosate uh, is destroying our health and the environment. That's if you want to send me your link, uh, and I'll put it in our, on our... Oh, on sure. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. Thank you. Yeah, people in the Dr. Stephanie, is, is that a estrogen mimicker too? Does yes, it? I think it is. It's certainly an endocrine disruptor. Yes. Okay. It has many, many problems associated with it. Glyphosate is a very interesting molecule, and the biology of it is quite fascinating to me. But it's um, complicated. But very, um, it can you know one people say how could one uh, molecule cause so many diseases? And and in my book, I try to explain how it could because it uh, because of its weird mechanism of toxicity. Yeah, isn't it funny how the the material safety data sheet still says don't go anywhere near it, but we're we're eating it. <laughs> I know it's just crazy that we the government doesn't even test how much is in the food because they think it doesn't matter. Right. That that's what that's what has changed is the fact that they have up they've changed what is good and what is bad for us now. They've they, it's like they've up. You know, radiation, it used to be very low. Now it's like super high, you know, I mean, what, what's, right. what we can withstand. And they've done it with everything, with chemicals and the yes, environment. They keep, raising, they keep raising what's a safe level of glyphosate in foods. When they find out that it went up by a factor of 10, you know, in, in soy, let's say they just raise the limits. They say it's okay if it's that high now. It didn't used to be, but now it is just because they see oh, it's there. So it must I, be okay. I can't imagine a, a boy <laughs> eating soy that's sprayed with glyphosate. No, no wonder we're having so many issues. I think so. I think it's a major player in our health problems. Of course, we have a very unhealthy um, population uh, right now. And of course, pharma makes a lot of money off of all the drugs they sell to, to these people. So they're happy. Is that still Monsanto that owns that? Or? Yeah, Monsanto got bought out by Bayer. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're just switching the money around. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just Bayer, which is, of course, a, a pharmaceutical company. So the pharmaceuticals yeah. and the agrochemicals are kind of the same thing, you know? Yeah, Bravo. Yeah, they have a whole agro yeah. division. Yeah, they, yeah. yep. Bravo, you Mike. there with them, so you know all the crooked stuff they do. <laughs> yeah. You see? Thank well, you I mean, I mean th really, none of us know what's, who comes up with the ingredients. That's a very select group of people. And, you know, at the manufacturing level and uh, even at the research level, you're not privy to 
a lot of that stuff. You don't, you just no. don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. It is hard to find out. So, you know, people say, well, why doesn't someone just expose it? It's just, it's not that easy. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're seeing that now we're seeing, we're seeing how there's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions worldwide dying and, and nobody can stop it. It that seems. is amazing, isn't it? I keep thinking I'm going to wake up from a bad dream because this is just so crazy. The last two years have just been insane, in my opinion. It, uh, me One too. Um, after another. Hey, doctor, what do you think about the government forcing our military people out because they don't want to take the vaccine? I think it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Completely unjustified. Well, it looks like time's up, 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we start at 9.30, 7.30. Yeah. Why don't we give the doctor oh, like five, four minutes or something just to say what's ever on her heart and mind, you know, and let her finish up. Absolutely, with. absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I sort of already have. You guys have covered oh. a lot of territory. And you can okay. See I just was giving you the opportunity. Yeah. Well, Doctor, really, I... God bless you. You yeah. you have great access to to the community, and I think you should be speaking more often. I'm trying to as much as yeah. I can, you know. It's we will work on you to our show uh, like anytime. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Very oh, interesting yeah. conversation. We're so happy that you decided to come on. I mean, uh, yeah. And I, I can tell, I mean, from the chat room and from the numbers that I'm seeing, <laughs> people were listening very well. I mean, they oh, really. That's great. That's great. I'm glad to know that. Uh, and like I said, uh, I'll be more than happy. Just send me the link uh, to the book and uh, I'll, I'll put it on our, um, our social I'll media. I'll do that. Get it yes. out there. And, uh, you know, and we'd love to have you back one time again sometime if you want. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's do that again. We'll, uh, See if we can get the technology to work properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Bravo. I don't know if you noticed uh, when we first went on, we 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 got on. She got on perfect. There, we started introducing her. Boom. Everything as soon as gone. I said it was easy, as soon as I said it was easy, it went out. I was like, oh yeah. gosh. I well, have said that. <laughs> here's what I do. I picked up my Two I picked up my phone. I, I finally, I, I, I picked up my I phone. I go try to knock us off. I go so to that's the what app. happens when we have a, <laughs> got too many people talking here. No, they don't want uh, to put it out there. But, I just want to. I just want to say when I first come on out for me. <laughs> Anything that has to do with the vaccine, they 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 don't even let you put it up there. They say it goes against their standards. And I know, I know. It's sad, isn't it? Anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, they got it. I mean, it's getting to the point they can't hide it. You know, they, they're, mm -hmm. try, they're trying very hard, but uh, it's getting harder and harder for them to hide it because more and more people like you were speaking out. Um, yes. Well, I appreciate everyone who's working hard to get the message out. And I hope that people will wake up one by one and we'll finally be able to get past this phase. This is a really nasty phase in our, in our society. And I, I want it to be over. <laughs> so, doctor, my final question. <laughs> This is like a movie that I'm right wrong. You never thought this was going to happen in our country. Absolutely. Never. No, never. It's so shocking to me. I just can't understand how we got to where we are today. So your education and all your reading and all your research paying off now, you know, mm -hmm. the way you do things, because you know 
from the DNA bottom, how all this stuff works. So they know they can't lie to you because you know. Right. It's good that I had all that education beforehand so that I could dive into the research and understand how dangerous these messenger RNA vaccines are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to have you back because I want to hear more about these uh, statin drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's a lot of things we can talk about. Thank you again for having me. Oh, I'm, yeah, thank you for coming on. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we really appreciate it. Um, like I said, anytime, any, you're welcome. Thanks. Back We're going to uh, follow and, you uh, everywhere, doctor. Everywhere. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Spread the word. Help spread the word. Thank yeah. you. All right. All right. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate you coming on. And okay. uh, like I said, just, just shoot me an email, you know, with the link and we'll throw it up on the. I'll website. do that. All right. Thank you. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. Bye, Dr. Bye-bye. Stephanie. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow, what a great interview. Yeah, oh, that was. That, that was good, wasn't it? That was a was good, good, a lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. That was great. That was Dr. Stephanie Steneff. Check her out. She's got a lot of good information online. You can find her everywhere online. Um, just put in her name, Google her name, and it. there's so much information out there, so many studies and stuff that she's done. Uh, if you like the show, I appreciate it. I mean, we still got a couple more minutes. I'm going to open the phone lines up here. See if I can get them. Yeah, next open. week, next week yeah. we're going to have the Cuban guy coming to the show. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tell him about that. Goose, why I'm trying if to you, if you haven't watched a movie, it's already up there. They had a movie about the oppression in 1959, about the Cuban stuff like that. And that's going on right now as today as we speak. It's going on too. Uh, the phone lines are open, so if, if anybody wants to call in and you know, so, so they must have really show was or whatever. They wanted to really welcome. crash this because my my app was blank <laughs> when I when I went into it to go to the show. It was a hundred percent blank. Hey, bravo! Because it, it my name <laughs> for you to be blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> What goose? Are you having another reaction to the shot? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the juice. I got lucky that I got to stay. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this was a great show. I mean, all right, Eric, welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, patient, patient for another bottle of whiskey. Not, not, not that I'm approving drinking, but anyway. Eric, you, er, you always drinking. I don't. Know. <laughs> hey Mark, come in. Call in, Mark. Great show. great show and great guests and a lot of information there. So. Hey Mark, uh come into the show. Call in. Hurry up, you got a minute left. I, I think hey, well, I mean the chat was very lively tonight, that's for sure. Eric, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing oh, good. Eric, what's I mean, up? We even had a couple of people who are on the opposite end of the political spectrum who joined this show. Um, but hopefully oh, we can cool. work on featuring her on Ralph and the Slightly Serious Show and John DeVito and John Gale and a couple other friends if Stephanie's in, Dr. Stephanie is interested in coming on. Hey, Eric, did you see those numbers, man? Do you see how many people yeah. had? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How many we have? Well, yeah, I mean, hold, at, one point, I hold, at, point, at one point there was twenty-seven people in the room. Wow! I hold yeah. next. I hold next oh, week. Nice. They got your record there, uh, Eric. All right, good deal. Hey, uh, Mary, anybody can close in? A call in? 
Yeah, uh, uh, the lines are open. Yeah, I, I, Mark, Mark, call in. Mark. Well, I'll tell you what, I can tell people are, are seeing our show because we are getting a lot of searches in Telegram. Most of our traffic now is coming from random searches. So uh, that means people are hearing us, are hearing our name and trying yeah, to find out. Yeah, because Trong is promoting us. Uh, <laughs> Mari, can you uh, play that video about Trump from promoting us? Uh, yeah. Let's see. This thing's got me all messed up because I can't use the, I can't use the main screen for some reason. So I'm using off my phone oh. here too. And uh, let me see if I have it here. Go ahead, play. So, so they have killed well. the station twice. They killed it two times. Yeah. Two times, yeah, yeah. Well, the it second time I created a whole new name and everything, and came in and it died just as I was getting in. No, there. Bravo. We just sent a message. Make sure they erase all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you are, bro. You are secret. You are our secret weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary, go ahead, play that. I'm looking, bro. I'm looking. Keep talking. <laughs> no, hey, next week, I, all you guys are welcome to come in too, because we got the guy from Cuba. But this, uh, uh, the guy, you know, he he was 97 days in jail because somebody well, don't, don't give him away like that, because then they might be listening. Well, they might be listening, but. Next thing got... you're going to come back and say, well, he almost got on, but they grabbed him as soon as he <laughs> logged in. <laughs> hey, it might happen, it's but... A goose. <laughs> yeah, all because it... of Goose. He was giving issues. away all the secrets. But he said to watch that movie, Plantados, and that movie showed you guys what they're going through and they throughout the last... Uh, six decades. I mean, those people suffer a lot, you know that? And oh, we don't yeah. realize that. And they're only 90 miles away from us. And I can't believe our government's been doing this for many decades. You know? Yeah. Mark, are you there? Hey, Earth, so you yeah. remember, you over 60, the doctors say that your propensity is like Triple, like fifteen percent high that rate. So make sure you you make you gotta make sure that uh, you take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Don't go out party every Friday like you do. No. And goose, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're in your seventies now, so you really gotta take care. Yeah. You know, Bravo. I will get that one day for sure. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Matter of fact, hey, Mark, still, it smells on? like you're still sick. Are you still sniffing? Who, Is that man? you? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I got allergies. I don't know why. That's the Omicron. It's called, it's called COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have thought you go from Delta and then it goes all the way to Omicron. Now, what happened to the other letters? And then if you think about that, you only go from... O to Z, you ain't got that many to go, and then we're out. Well, er, <laughs> go ahead, Mary. Go ahead. Nah, uh, I, I can't find it. I can't. Well, I'm trying to find it on my phone. Er, Mother Nature won't let me. Mother play Nature and God, God work in a mysterious way. He's saying everybody Omicron. That way, we all get it, and you don't have to worry about no more about. Kobe, 
Okay. Because, because Omicron took over and it's the, uh, it's the it's, soft it's mild, part it's of more the COVID-19. Mild. Yeah, it's definitely more mild. And it, it, it could counteract the COVID nineteen thing. It could make it it could make it more timid. So let's hope that maybe the good guys uh, help this out. Hey, hey, Goose, this is Mark. Hey, can I want to hear more about those uh, uh, transsexual frogs, please? <laughs> oh, the transsexual. <laughs> How that works? <laughs> hey, they're probably pretty good swimmers, man. Like that uh, girl that, or whatever it is, up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, they are good swimmers. Just, just like the tranny uh, wrestlers and everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, good show, guys. I, I that was uh, very informative. Appreciate yep. that, man. Uh, yeah, looks like we're missing half the audio here. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, just wait. Where? Um, part of it's going over to station. You know, I'm streaming it live, and part of it's not. Some of it's silent, and I can hear it on Podbean, but not over the uh, the station side. You're so always having problems, Ert. Okay. All right. And I also well, plugged this show over on Getter too. Like that, and I think I also found Dr. Stephanie on Getter as well, and and plugged her handle. Okay, so so Getter is another place to get the audio at. Um, no, you know, to get an audience to come to the show. Okay. We got raccoon in the chat room. What happened, raccoon? <laughs> Hey, Mark, Raccoon is a uh, uh, combat medic. Combat medic. Ah, um, it sounds to me like he's got a problem there. Maybe, uh, maybe he had trans frog legs for dinner. His wife cooked him or something. <laughs> he said he got the Omicron. <laughs> now, Mark, just just go get yourself a big bottle of Roundup, and you can spray it on all your vegetables. Hey, listen, man, that was rather informative, that piece, uh, because, gosh, I spray that stuff all the time on my driveway. You know, I haven't done it in a while, but, man, I used to when I had this paver and I had to clear all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's – so there may even be a jug of it out there in the garage. I don't know. I'm probably going to toss it now. I still use it. I use it the other day. You got to make sure you video yourself when you're applying that. that. You can use can that in the coral law when you sue them. Well, well, I mean, for all this time, it was always feedback from somebody. It was always toxic. But now, all of a but now sudden, all sudden, it is. Sudden it is. Yeah, and it's actually, like I said, I think it's coming from Mark. for weeks. That's probably why our week got screwed up. Who got echo? I don't know. What about now? Um, it went away. It was Mark. <laughs> Mark, it was the, it was the guitar. I, I muted him and then it went away. <laughs> um, it, I I think when when you have callers come on, they need to be wearing like a headset or Bluetooth enabled earbuds and not 
and not be yeah, yeah. Hey, Eric, speaking into the we phone don't, or we, do a car radio. Eric, we don't have the means that you have, okay? So if you want to ship to everybody some blue headphones, <laughs> <laughs> we work on you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, Samsung model. Please. I, I, I'll take one too, Eric. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call him the Eric model. There you go. <laughs> Ari, I'll send you my address in a few minutes. <laughs> I'm good. Um, well, this was certainly, like I said, a great show, but for our friends listening on on the download, um, Podbean offers a great um, lineup of like good um, American Patriot you know, podcast shows. Um, and Friends of the Slack Ready 2 podcast can be treated to the real conservative talk podcast with our good friend michael key um he's doing a live show you know right right now and but i know we'll be wrapping up here in just a few minutes um and you've also got a uh, shannon lynn doing a show later and then tomorrow ralph will be doing his morning podcast um plus the old man's podcast with dean joe and eric at 10 a.m eastern time and you also have got other friends like the john devito show sarge and and the this the is, Gray this is Area Podcast. Um, when I'm not on my show, I'm We've also got the John Gill program on weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you've got the Swap Doesn't Lie with Felix. And Sunday evening to my friends and more at 11 p.m. Eastern time, you've got the It's Doomsday Podcast with Jester. You've also got a host of other things. The Slightly Serious Show and the Beans and Weenie Show, Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea, as well as South Oz Man and the Axiom World Alliance with Jack. You've also got, um, trying to think, um, the dude Sean and the only crazy lady that, you know, they've got great shows. And you've also got um, Jeff Moore with the More Money podcast and, you know, and Freedom Warrior with the Freedom Fighter podcast and so many, many others. But of course, the, the, the Soccer 82 Alpha is on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, plus impromptu shows and the great radio partners here in the States and um, and Paisley Radio in, in in the United Kingdom, Earth Radio and the WESN Epic Strategies Network and so many others. All right. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thank you. Hey, guys, right. stay awake. Follow the news. This freaking guy that we got in the White House trying to take our kids to Ukraine for that bullshit. Trying to start a war that we don't need. He's trying to create one. That way we forget about all this bullshit that he's doing here. I'm sorry that I had to say that. I should say crap, Marriage. So, <laughs> but uh, this guy's really destroying our country. In a few months, in November, we're going to be able to vote. Please show up and vote. We need to kick this freaking scumbag out of our. Oh, yeah. All right. I just want to thank everybody from 105.7, the phase, Earth Radio. Uh, let me get in here. Patriot Radio, Paisley Radio in the UK, Jay Parker Radio, 90.1, the beat, Real Wise Radio, and WASN Epic Strategy Network. What happened? Can he? Show. I know. Oh, he's really we'll low. be back. Woo, Next woo, Wednesday woo. night, 7 p.m. Hey, our... Mark, do, do you have another song? Hey, I'm working on one. Yeah, I just started it a couple days ago. Actually, okay. got, uh, stand by. Give me a week or so. 
Yeah. Well, we we like for you to uh, play here when you're ready. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. yeah, you guys are awesome. I always look. I'm beginning to look forward to Wednesday's evenings. Uh, my wife said, um, "You're going to be listening to that show tonight." And I said, "Yeah, you're right. I am." That show. So, <laughs> it's, it's, becoming, it's becoming my routine. I might go visit you sometime next week. All right, right we'll bring your guitar. Yeah, yeah, I get some laces for you. <laughs> wow, we we've achieved that show. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, I love you guys. Thank you for the show. Coming for the show, Mary. Great job, my brother. All right, well, that's about it for tonight. Next guess, week, uh, remember, we're going to have the Cuban guy. Yeah, next Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Free Cuba will be here, giving us a report from live inside Cuba after his stint in the jail. But not Juice really. But not out, really. I guess, or something happened. For all you investigators <laughs> trying to listen in right now, not really. We're just kidding. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, not really. We're, we're kidding. Bravo, I got my bottle. You get it? All right. Yeah, I got my Back bottle of water. <laughs> I just got your address. You <laughs> gave it to me. We love you, Bravo. Mari, great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good hey, job. Er, Good show. Er, are you there? Are you sleeping? Yeah, yeah I'm here. <laughs> we er, love you. Er, we love er, you, brother. Hey, er, I'll... I'll... If, you're, right, if you guys. have trouble we'll, with the we'll show, I'll, I'll send hey, Mark, you, make sure you uh, I'll send make you a copy uh, of the show. You can replay. Bill is song about our show. <laughs> All right, actually, I'm work, writing one. Work, about work, uh, works you magic. Come out with a song for the show. Yeah, maybe I'll sort of like a, the Kid Rock, yeah. We the People. There you go. Yeah, Kid Rock, he's really. Going out there God lately. Bless you all. Yeah, fighting for this country. That's a good tune. That's good. All right. Well, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, Poppy's about to kick us off, so we're going to hit the road. All right, guys. Uh, come back next week. All the new like and follow the show. Yeah. We're out of here. Play something good. Hey, Mari, play the Biden song. You can't hear the music? No, nothing. Oh, man. We're in silence right oh. now. Yeah. Dude, right. don't well, sing. We're, we're going huh? to have to end the show like that then. Because, what uh, happened? Uh, Bravo, give us a little prayer at the end there, will you? Hey, Mari, play 